Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back, everybody, right here inside the lunch table. Two-man tandem today, me and my favorite guy, Jonathan Kath. How you doing, big bro? I got beef with the NCAA March Madness Committee. I uh, do not have a lot of pushback for him there. I mean, it's a great person to have beef with on a Monday. With that being said, we are going to roll right in. It was a fantastic weekend because I get to start our show with a brawl. Nothing I love more than a good old-fashioned brawl. I know a lot of these old heads go crazy every time we see a fight on a, on a court, but uh, <laughs> I absolutely loved what I saw yesterday from Jawan Howard in the Michigan Wolverines. Had a little uh, miscommunication between two coaches here at the end of a blowout, which then proceeded to lead to a uh, slight altercation that led to uh, the Michigan head coach, Jawan Howard, famous member of the Fab Five. For those of y'all that don't recognize that name straight away, went ahead and uh, I guess you could say he threw a nice little open palm, maybe like uh, trying to get his attention. It's like a slap on the top of his head. Yeah, it was nice, a little nice little uh, wake up tap as Jawan Howard threw an open hand onto the assistant coach of the Wisconsin Badgers' face, which led to a nice little brawl right here. And I know Kath got lucky enough to watch this game live. Kath, tell me what you saw as you watched this brawl take out. Uh, well, okay. So first off, I want to say this: uh, Jawan Howard is. At fault here at large. I think no, everybody. No, no, no. He said he did nothing wrong. I heard him after the game. He said he did nothing yeah. wrong. <laughs> well, uh, breaking news here, Jawan Howard, you're wrong. Um, here's the so for those of you who didn't watch the game and, and, and don't really have any context, uh, basically Michigan was still full court pressuring. Wisconsin was up by like 15, um, and there was a ball knocked out of bounds with the full court pressure, and because it got knocked out of bounds, uh, Wisconsin only had four seconds to get it across the line. And Wisconsin had their twos in. Um, and so was a 15-point game. This game was old. Right. Was, yeah, it was 15 seconds left. And Wisconsin wanted to – or so Wisconsin's coach called a timeout uh, to regroup, to bump the, uh, the, the time up to 10 seconds, back, to, uh, back up to 10 seconds to get it across the court. And I guess to just to get guys into um, – that haven't played and, and, you know, sit your ones down for sure. All of your ones and maybe your sixth or seventh guys sit them down so they don't get injured or something, which by the way, I, I have no problem with that. I get, so Jawan Howard had an issue with that, that he called a timeout, which I mean, I, I understand. I, I get, yeah. I understand that, but at the same time, I understand time, it from buddy, both ways though. Buddy, you're full court pressuring them. Yeah, so, exactly. So he's a, so then if, 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 if you're mad, that he called a timeout because the game was over, then why are you full court pressuring when the game is over? Ah, it's a great question. I, I literally do not understand how, like, especially, and my thing is when you make a mistake like this, the best thing to say at the press conference is no comment until you have a clear understanding of your mistakes and your apology. And instead, Jawan Howard went up straight to the gun. He just went straight to the box. He was like, hey, let's do it. I want everybody in this room right now, open mic, uh, no PR person, well, just me and my problems, man. And the thing I don't understand about this was um, I I do not like the fact that this started with Jawan Howard. Uh, I, I I can say I'm a very pro brawl person in that is because I'm a very pro entertainment person. And this is great levels of entertainment. But unfortunately, it's different when it's coming from the head coach. This is just not a great look at a college program. Um, you're struggling. In a college, it, yeah, at a college where where. Michigan is a perennial college in the country in athletics mm -hmm. in general. And you yeah. hit the nail right on the head. 
they're struggling to even get into the conversation of, of going to the tournament. And this right here could be what puts you out of the tournament. Um, I, uh, yeah, but I agree. I, I think it's just, I, it's Greg, Greg, Greg Gard uh, is the head coach for Wisconsin. That's his name. Um, he put his hands on him first. I get that. Agreed. Uh, he, he, he stopped him. Jawan Howard, it looked like from the video, it looked like Jawan didn't want to talk. I to agree. Him. I, I think Jawan was going to keep moving. And then the and, Wisconsin coach puts his hand on his chest and kind of gets him to stop. But, hey, and we don't know what the guy in the scrum said either because he didn't slap the head coach. He slapped the assistant head coach. Right. And so, like, obviously, now granted, even if he said something terribly out of left field, I don't know if I can condone hitting him. Well, of course I would. But as the NCAA, I don't think they would <laughs> condone hitting him. So I just feel like if you're Dewan Howard, like I totally get why you do it. Unfortunately, the donors at the university of Michigan, your board of directors, your AD will not understand why you did it. Um, it's a bad look. Your for chancellor, the program. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. A really bad, it's a bad look people. for the university. And the thing that, and sucks, this isn't his first, this, th Hey, this isn't his first time either with something like this. And every time that he gets a tech or gets ejected from a game, I mean, he definitely gets his money's worth. He's a very hot-headed coach, and so this. Oh right yeah, here oh yeah. Definitely, oh, definitely doesn't definitely doesn't help his uh, reputation, especially with his own university. The thing that um, that people have to understand too is that uh, suspension-wise, the league, and unless the NCAA wants to create a committee, they cannot suspend him more than two years, uh, or two years, two games. Um, <laughs> So if they were if they wanted to suspend him for more than two games, they would have to create a committee uh, to be able to do that. Uh, I bet you it'll be Michigan, though. I bet you the but it'll be so. What it'll be? We'll cut a deal with the NCAA for whatever be, whatever I, the suspension the NCAA decides, and Michigan will just own up to it to get the name out the press. I think that it, well, it'll absolutely be a joint thing. I it, I don't see. I don't see two games. I don't well, the NCAA like just enough. doesn't simply have a power. NCAA doesn't possess policing power. Those stays with the university. So it makes just the NCAA life incredibly difficult in a situation like this. Because like Gav said, it's two games. I mean, I, don't, I think if Jawan Howard learned that he could get into a fist fight and get two games, he'd be A-OK -okay with that. Well, what he, but, what, but what Michigan and the NCAA can do is the NCAA can do two-game suspension and then Michigan to, can do a three-game suspension. So then that, that's five and, games right yeah, there. That, so that, that's that, we'll so it, it, it'll, be a joint, it'll be a joint suspension for sure uh, because I, in my mind, especially with the amount of coverage that this has gotten and getting blown out, doing this, hitting the coach, I, I understand everything that took place. I think a lot of people are at fault. Uh, but I think Jawan Howard is mostly at fault here because regardless him of gone, man, this could be a worm. Well, that, that was going to be my question to you was, do you see him leaving? It's terminal. What uh, John Beeline did at this program when John Beeline left, this program was in absolute top tier shape. Um, I, I don't even think Michigan – I don't even think Jawan Howard's delivered on half the expectations that the University of Michigan had for him. I know a lot of people knock um, Jim Harbaugh for what he does, but unfortunately the Michigan football program is not in the sense of the other national football programs. Like, we, we would be stupid to compare it to the Alabamas, the Ohio States. They, they just don't bring in the talent those schools do. And Michigan's basketball team is completely opposite. Michigan's basketball team has been a powerhouse my entire lifetime. Um, the first Elite Eight game I went to was Trey Burke sending Kansas home because that's who Michigan was. And uh, yeah, what Jawan Howard has turned to this program to over these past couple of seasons, I do not believe it is going to be something that makes this Michigan board happy. I think what we saw on Saturday is the new culture uh, or Sunday, whatever day it was, is the new culture of Michigan basketball. And I do not think it is 
the uh, destination the program had in mind when they left John Beeline because he um like when he went to the NBA it was stupid everyone knew that he failed miserably in Cleveland but at the end of the day leaving he left a very successful situation that's why a lot of people were confused and um I guess a lot of people expected this transition to be a little bit more smoother to Juwan Howard and unfortunately that's just simply not been the case so I just don't know how much longer um Michigan will keep dealing with the bad headlines what about you uh, here's the interesting part is, so they can't buy him out because it's like, yeah, I know the contract's going to be the problem, but I'm wondering though, is if they can use this for clause to, to fire him, especially since he hadn't been performing very well. I think they, they went to the I final four last year. Court would defeat, would defend this. Is that what, uh, well, I mean, I guess, uh, did they go to the final four last year? I can't remember. No, I, I, I remember they, last year, uh, last year was, um, um, uh, the COVID tournament, if I'm not mistaken, the year before was, uh, I want to say it was the Elite Eight or round of 16. But I remember, uh, I also remember the um, level of enthusiasm around Juwan Howard going into that tournament. People had some expectations for them. And I feel like that was supposed to be the norm of the program now. That was the destination we were supposed to go in. And I don't think uh, we've continued in that direction since then. I think well, like- no, absolutely not. Well, here's the crazy thing is um, last year they were uh, 23 and five, I believe is what it was. They were 24 and four. Yeah. Um, one of the two. Um, and this year, what are they this year? 14 and 11, 14 and 12 now. 14 and 11, 14 and 12. So, uh, man, I, I have a really tough time. Um, that kind of turnaround is awful. 14 and yeah. yeah, 14 and 12 now. Or no, they're 14. Are they 14 and 12? Might be 14 and 11. Whatever. Well, whatever. Like they've that. only won they've only won 14 games. Okay. <laughs> um, and they they won 14 conference games last year alone. Yeah, exactly. In the in the Big Ten, mind you. Um, so they they went to the Elite Eight and then they lost to UCLA. I remember that. Uh there it is. Homeboy, homeboys with the dreads absolutely cooked them up. Check two saying, see you later, alligators. Thanks for trying. But anyways, I, I wonder if they're going to use this for claws to fire him. One bad year doesn't necessarily me. constitute I agree. I don't, firing. I don't think you should fire him over this event, but at the same time, uh, I'm a historian in its finest, and I've seen fights before, and I know what comes out after fights, and it's usually some mean butt suspensions. Some mean suspensions, and usually ask Jermaine O'Neal how fighting does it did it for his career. It is not well, something you want to add to the resume, I especially to the, when the boat is rocking like Jawan Howard's is right now. Well, that's what I'm saying. That, and then the the amount of media coverage and the amount of pushback. I, I haven't seen a single person who has even remote come remotely close to saying that. Well, Jawan Howard was in the right. Yeah, um, like, it's hard to defend like, no, here. Especially right, after exactly. that damn press conference. <laughs> right, exa- exa- <laughs> he didn't exactly. Make it any I, think that's, I think that's even worse for what he did there. So, but, anyways, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that they'll fire him necessarily uh, based strictly upon the fight. Yeah, I think. But if he, does get, if, he, if he does get fired, it'll be a combination of the fight and the text, and then obviously how poorly Michigan has done. I think Michigan walked into the year. I think ranked like number four or something. Ridiculous. I do remember being ridiculously high ranked. I will not push you back there because uh, they were uh, in the Texas list of uh, question marks uh, in our AP top 10 at the beginning of the season. Yeah, they but were I six. Think, and then they jumped uh, up to four. And then they jumped up to four in well, November. It's because uh, my Zags uh, pantsed the uh, 
life out of those uh, Longhorns. They had no choice but to go up. But I agree with you. I think uh, exposed by reality right here is uh, what really happened to these Michigan Wolverines. Look at the schedule. I mean, uh, I mean, good the, God, good. Listen, bro, good God. Hey, have we ever seen a team go from top four and then all of a sudden they lose to Seton Hall? They barely beat you. I'm telling you, they lose. They lose to Arizona, and then all of a sudden they barely beat Tarleton. And, and at, at that point in November, they were already down to twenty. I don't. I don't pants to buy an no average way. UNC team. Pants to buy a bad. In my, you might push back on this to me. A bad UCF team. Uh, I just. I don't know, man. And this is the this is the part of uh, being an athletic director. That stuff. Got to look in the mirror. Um, you have to figure out if uh, this movement is you think terminal for the program. Is he killing culture? Is do you think we will ever return to winning vibes under this administration? Hey, I it's I not think lack so. Of talent. I'll tell you that much. It ain't I lack agree. of talent. And that's the thing that I think is great about Jawan Howard is I think Jawan Howard has proven himself as the recruiter. Right. And so if you're going to fire Juwan Howard, it's got to be the argument um, on the court. And unfortunately, I think he just gave them that argument on Sunday. Right. I mean, like that, that's just going to be bad film that comes up in any any contract negotiation he has ever. But but there was other action going around NCAA basketball where you want to head next. Go ahead. Can we can we play a game? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I'll. All right, let's play, let's play a game. Um, you're gonna already immediately know what this game is, uh, but I just wanna I, I wanna play this game. I'm gonna I'm gonna list off. It's gonna be two teams compared. Okay. Found it. I already the, know it. Can I guess now? <laughs> and, then, and then at the and then at the very end, well, no, let's at least play the game. No, no, no. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> um, and then and then I want to uh, reveal at the end, and then obviously I want to guess. I want you to guess what I'm talking about, and then how far away these two teams are from each other. So here is it. Uh, Record versus committee's top 16, which, by the way, the committee did come out. Uh, they, they, the last two weeks, they've given their already top 16, uh, their ones, twos, threes, and four seeds. If you don't know, by the way, each seed, there's four teams. Uh, so there are four one seeds, four two seeds, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Record versus committee's top 16. One team is two and three. Two wins, three losses. The next team is six and three. Top 25 wins. One, the, fir- the first team has three wins. The second team has seven. Head to head, the first team lost to the second team twice. Once away, once at home. Injury problems all season. Yes, for both teams. Who, who are we talking about, Kevin? Uh, I want to say we're talking about Tech and the Baylor Bears? Yes, we are. Good ah, job. Okay, at Good first, job. going into this conversation, I thought we were going to do Tech and UT, and then the records got me a little lost, and I thought we were going towards the Bears there. Definitely not. Definitely not Texas. UT and, and Texas Tech are not even in the same conversation <laughs> uh, with, college, with college basketball. Unfortunately, we're going to get to that game later on. Um, but I, what, I, what I just read off right there, in every single – in my mind, what matters to me most is wins, right? And then quality wins, good wins, hard wins. I agree. And so especially so, uh, head-to-head, right? Like head-to-head has to matter, right? What does the committee call them now? Uh, quad one wins? Yeah, so quality or quad one wins, quality one wins, whatever. And uh, let, let me pull up this um, – How do you start using that term? I really like that. Quad win, quality one win. 
I really like that. Quality two win for your not so good win. Hell yeah. I, I, bro, let me tell you, anybody labeled NCAA is usually a complete and utter moron, but I actually like that term. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, and by the way, I, I want everybody to know this. And I'm not just saying this because I am a tech fan. Um, I, the entire world is talking, the entire country is talking about it right now. How the fact that Baylor is a five seed, a five seed, and tech is a 10. We beat them head to head. It would be, I would understand it if Baylor was an eight seed. They were the last two seed. I would get that. If they were ranked number eight and they were the last two seed, I would understand that. A little bit more than being five, that means that they are the first two seed. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. And the fact that – and, and, again, people don't understand this. So they're, they're using metrics now. Um, oh, man, which like is, crazy. Like crazy. So they're using – I mean, it, it's like a computer-generated whatever. But – First off, it, apparently this doesn't it doesn't that doesn't matter um, because the, the computer apparently does not generate head to head wins. They talk <laughs> about net rankings and they talk about yep. quality one wins and they talk about yada 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 yada, which okay fine talk about it. Um, but again, in my mind, I, I really have I really have an issue with it being that far away. So Baylor is ahead of tech in all various measurements that the committee uses quad one wins Baylor has nine tech has seven or Baylor is nine and four tech is seven and six Baylor is ahead in Kim Palm the Kim Palm rankings T rank basketball power index et cetera et cetera so that's why they're ahead but it, what's important to me just as important if not more important is the head-to-head games and we go to Waco and beat the defending champs, the defending national champs in Waco, in their own house. You can say that it was over Christmas break. doesn't matter. There were still Tech fans there. I was on campus during that time, too. Uh, so th- that. And then we beat them whenever they come here. And we beat them convincingly. We were down at half, and we beat them convincingly. I, this argument for Baylor and, and being top five in the country and top ten in the country is – well, they just haven't been helping. Yo, nah, hell no. Nah. I got bad pushback right here. Bro, I'm looking at the, the best win on this schedule is Villanova. And yeah. Villanova is no longer an impressive win. Villanova was a good win when they beat them. Because at the I mean, time, Villanova- they were the eight-ranked team in the country. And Villanova only scored 36 points in that game. So if they do well, not they put- beat Kansas at the end of the week, they have no good wins. Literally they- none. Like, this, exactly. is, this is about to piss me off. Uh, I was kind of co- cool at the comment this conversation but this is really about to piss me off because there is literally no good wins on you cannot tell me Oregon is a good win shut the hell up um and I am and by the way I don't Central care Arkansas if, there are bro hell no there are literally no not one not one they have not beat a single of the respectable big 12 teams either they've been swept twice by you are tech I mean you're gonna give them props for being UT they got mocked by Kansas I watched that game it wasn't right. even watchable it was terrible, and I promise you they won't respond. They got drilled last time. Holy moly. Okay, now I'm a little upset. The, this, the is, this is mind-boggling. There's nothing on this schedule. I don't Listen, even see I, nine quality wins. I don't know where the hell they got that number from. Like, they're well, just quality, picking Big 12 teams. That's got to be it. Yes. I, I remember when I said it on the show a couple of weeks ago that every Big 12 game will technically be a quality one game on the road. And, oh, there it is. I'm but listen, this is, but this is, but this is, but this is my issue though. This, this, this is my issue with, with Ooh, that got me on. this, not even, so if you take text six losses that we have on the year, okay. 
the last the last loss that we had was to Oklahoma. That was a bad loss. We got blown out. Now, granted, Oklahoma shot the lights out of the gym, and they haven't done that all year yet, and they still have not done it after the fact either. We played mm-hmm. them on the road. Okay, dropped a game there. You have to go back to Kansas State in Manhattan. We traveled to Kansas State. That was our fourth game in seven days. Every other game was travel game. Okay. Then we lose to Iowa State the week prior or week and a half prior. This is before we seven guys. beat Kansas and Baylor back to back. Yeah, we had seven guys. Okay. Then you're going to go back to tournament play. <laughs> Losing to, to the tournament. best team in the country. I'm not too worried about that. Right. It Providence. Blows my okay. Mind. Providence was ranked number eight this last week. Now they're 11. Okay. Which, and by the way, that's why team. they're quality. You don't watch them enough. That's why they're 11. Yeah, they, and, and to be honest with you, the only reason why they were eight was because they beat us head to head. But but see where see where the AP does that, and then they don't do head to heads else, elsewhere. Okay. Anyway, that's besides the point. Um, Gonzaga, the best team in the country, but they, uh, hasn't and been mopped by him. Um, I, I, no knock. Lost there. him. Lost him by fourteen. Uh, and, and I don't. And by the way, mind you. Oh Texas, man, this really pisses me off. Texas is still at twenty. By the way. I just want to just I just want to throw that Bro, out there. And the only reason is still and they need 20. to stay there because that's Baylor's only impressive win. Bro, right. like if UT falls off the rankings, then Baylor's back to what? Villanova? Like that, that that's their win? I think oh, Vill- here, Villanova, Villanova's good, but that if that's your best win on the year, I don't understand and, and in if, the Big 12 in the in Big my 12, mind, you couldn't find a way to beat one of the good teams in the Big 12, but yeah, you're the, the that's my best point. team in the country. That's, I said, see, that's that's my thing. If how can you be ranked ahead of somebody? How can you be ranked ahead of Texas Tech and finish behind them in the Big Twelve in the hardest con- conference in the country? How can that? How can you? How can you do oh, that? Which, by the way, these resumes are simply not the same. Th- this resume needs to be like the farthest you need to look on this resume are at two games because neither of these resumes are impressive enough to hop out the page. Neither of these teams have just whopped a large amount of quality teams. So let's just look at head to head. That's as far as we need to go. Since you can't make a case that Baylor has a signature win, I'll make a case that tech does because you could say Tennessee on the road is something that a lot of teams wouldn't have done. And I just feel like the way you tech can make the Kansas, case, you, you, you can make the case. The fact that we, Took Kansas to triple overtime. That was a better say, loss. It was a better loss for Tech than it was a better win for uh, Kansas. And we yeah. were we were uh, we were uh, a minute and a half away of sweeping Kansas, Baylor, and say, UT. And you on, Kansas. Like like that's like that's a thing. Like you're you're because Baylor. If you would have told me mopped by them. Listen, if you would have told me heading into this year, and even still now today, it's crazy to think we swept the defending champions, Baylor. We yeah, right. swept UT, who was ranked top five in the country before the beginning of the year, and then we split with Kansas. That's I, to me that is that and, is the, and you that's are one of the you best are resumes. phenomenal. You are phenomenal play away from winning that game too. That young kiddo from Kansas exactly. just took over. That had nothing to do with regular. Like that was just insane. I I, I even watched that one. I remember there there are not a whole lot of college basketball games that will stick through me with me throughout the regular season. I still remember that kid's three to send it to overtime because that was ridiculous. And the fact that when I watched Baylor play them, it was over in literally four minutes. Literally four minutes, the game was over. The highlight of that game was the Baylor code getting a tech. Like that, this oh I just this is apples and oranges here, man. And I feel like the I fact that you I, beat KU and them twice is that's better than their entire resume. Than their entire uh, yeah. resume. I want to 
blows my mind, bro. I, do uh, wanna, I wanna read these off. I do wanna read these off. So uh, again, I'm gonna explain this now and then we'll, we'll get more into it as March closes in, which by the way, we are two, I think we're two weeks away from, yeah. from selection day. Um, so the West, how, how the NCAA tournament committee, they released their top, top 16 teams. Um, and so it's broken up. There's, you have a one, two, three, and four seed in four different um, places. So you have the West, Midwest, East, and South. Okay. So the West, as it stands right now, Gonzaga is the one seed. Uh, Duke is the two seed. Illinois is a three and Texas is the four. <laughs> Midwest, we've got Auburn as the second one seed. Then Purdue at two. They're the first, or I mean, they were the they were the third two seed. Then we've you got see Tech. that Ivy dunk over the weekend. Holy moly! Yeah, holy yeah. moly! Uh, and then we've got Tech at the three seed and UCLA at the four. Uh, and then we move over to the east. You've got Kansas, Kentucky, Villanova, Wisconsin, and then at the in the south, you've got Arizona, Baylor. Again, the first two seed, the first two seed. <laughs> Purdue's resume is better than Baylor's. Duke's resume is better than Baylor. Duke uh, beat Gonzaga. Uh, Duke beat Gonzaga. Uh, I feel like if you are one of the Kentucky's like, resume is better than Baylor's. I, if, listen, I would I would argue to you that Illinois, Tech's, UCLA, and Providence record, and Tennessee has a better resume than Baylor. Like that's a valid argument, and the fact um, that Baylor is, is is ranked five in the country. That's what the committee said. They said Baylor is the fifth best team in the country. You know, um, I feel, think this goes back to our Matthew Stafford conversation from last episode, bro. It's winner's high. Um, with the privilege of being national champs comes with privilege of being uh, high on the win. And I feel like that is the name recognition came into account here because this is there's no there's no reasonable argument that this makes sense. I mean, there's not I, I don't. Like, I don't think even the strongest of strong Baylor fans could come on here and debate where they stand with me and Kath right now because it just makes literally no sense. And I I, I just got to go with winner's high. I feel like that's what it, the only answer. But even that feels like a stretch because that's three years ago at this point. Right. And, and listen, they I, lost I, to a bad know. Oklahoma State team. They're, I don't know. Oklahoma State is effing nine and seven on the year, and they got absolutely waxed in Waco. Like I said, I wish I had an answer in for you. In Waco. I, in Waco. I wish I had an answer for you. I literally have no clue what the hell. Like, it, what's Baylor's best win on the year? Genuinely, Villanova. I, I'm telling you, it's got to be Villanova. Uh, Villanova is the eighth ranked team in the country right now, 21 and six. It's got to be Villanova. They haven't beat Kansas. They never beat Tech. Um, the Michigan next highest State. team up here they beat is um, Michigan UT. State. Well, Michigan, Michigan State. State, but Michigan State. But they, beat, uh, but they beat. But they beat them in November. Like, here's my thing though: is like uh, we. Apparently, it, it, it looks like the committee and the AP poll are not paying attention to November and early December games, right? So it, 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 the back half of December and then January and February and then now leading into March, if that's what we're going to focus on, which I don't disagree with, by the way, I, I don't put a ton of stock into November games and the early December crazy. games. But if that's, what we're, if, if that's what we're going to do on the back half of December, okay, Baylor beat Oregon. Alcorn State and Northwestern State. Then you go to January. Baylor's best win in January, Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. Uh, they took Iowa State down to the wire in Ames. Okay. Um, lost to uh, lost to us, 65-62. I think okay. it's stupid, man. I really Con do. Congratu I think it's stupid. Congratulations. 
Best win in February? Well, I'll tell you what their worst loss in February was, getting absolutely blown off the court by Kansas. That's that. <laughs> their, best, their best win in February so far is against UT, which, mind you, by the way, UT has an opportunity, and, and I mean this in the most sincere way. UT has an opportunity to lose to West Virginia because they're playing them in West Virginia, Baylor, and Kansas. That's three. They have an opportunity to lose three out of their next four games. If they impressive. do that, if it, oh, yes, it's impressive. If they do that, well, uh, Texas is currently fourth in the Big 12. They're eight and six in conference. They're 19 and eight. They'll go 20 and 12 on the year. Watch them still get in, man. Watch them still get in with Texas's best. I win, told you. I told you that. Kansas. Last- I, I, again, I just I, I don't I don't understand it. I get I get the national brand and I, I get all that crap. Trust me, I do. I, I I know that. But at what point are we going to put this is not? I, and I saw somebody on Twitter say this. It's like, well, it was a tech fan. Uh, they were saying, well, uh, this is just like Cincinnati. We just don't get the recognition. No, it's the complete opposite with Cincinnati and football. The complete opposite. The only reason why people never didn't want to put Cincinnati in the Final Four was because Cincinnati didn't play anybody all year. No, we, we have played people. We've ran through the gauntlet, okay? And we're coming out in second in the Big 12? Yeah, right. I mean, come, come on. And, a, a, and, and, and sweep, sweeping Baylor, sweeping conference. UT. You have a serious chance to win the conference with, with the game. Now, granted, you have to get a little bit of help, but I don't think the conference is good in wraps. And I feel like the, the fact that – I just feel like it's blasphemy. That's the only word to use. I mean – the conversation was just idiotic. The fact that they believe it's, it's not a resume conversation. There's no way they got to that conclusion with the Baylor bears off of a resume. I refuse to believe that because uh, no. like we broke it down for you. This it's impossible to get there. But with all that being said, I'm going to slide us towards the national wait, basketball. Go ahead. You got wait. one more? Yes. Got a little, got a little bit more college basketball stuff. I know I was ranting. What you got? Um, I, I did what the other stuff there. Auburn did lose. So we're going to throw it back to Saturday. Uh, just kind of want to recap the games there. Um, Auburn did lose to Florida, 62-63. Auburn had a chance to win the game at the end. I watched the game. They had a chance to win it. They had lost. Um, Illinois beat Michigan State. That's why Illinois is as high as that they are. Uh, Baylor did beat TCU. It's actually a closer game than what I thought it would be. Um, Kentucky beat Alabama. Alabama dropped out of the top 25. Alabama plays really good some days and really bad some other days. Uh, they actually made it. They made it. They made it a uh, made it a close game there towards the end, but I ended up losing the game. Iowa beat Ohio State. I'm telling you, man. As we're getting closer, we're, we're people are exposing Iowa State and good because uh, I th- and I told you this from the very beginning. Ohio State is overrated. Uh, mm-hmm. Arkansas. Arkansas beat Tennessee. Really good win for Arkansas. Um, Tennessee just fumbled the bag there at the end. I watched that game. They fumbled the bag there at the end. Georgetown almost beat Villanova, uh, which that would have been huge. Uh, Duke absolutely waxed Florida State off the floor. Uh, Kansas waxed West Virginia off the floor. Um, and, and then Arizona and pulled out a win against Oregon. I don't know how they did it, by the way. I watched that game, too. Don't know how they did it. Um, they just keep finding ways to win, man. Just keep finding oh, ways yeah. to win. Throw it over to Sunday. Providence beat Butler in an overtime win. Don't know how Providence won that either. I Seriously. Um, Houston beat Wichita State 76 to 74 in a double well, overtime. That one game. was a game. That one was a game. It was. And, and you're telling me right now, 
Houston is a top 15 team in the country. No. Uh, anyways, obviously it's Wisconsin, a loss, man. That Wichita State gets smoked that layup, but coming down into regulation to really bite them in the butt, man. Uh, but good win, uh, yeah. good win. Wisconsin um, beat Michigan, obviously, like we've said, with all that crap that went on. Um, so Rutgers, you know how I was talking about Rutgers, right? And how they had that four-game stretch right there where they beat Michigan State, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Illinois. The fun game to an end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I no, no, no I know. But I just add out of out of curiosity, um, where do you think that uh, where do you think that Rutgers is on the AP top twenty-five? At sixteen and ten, I believe's the record. Help me out there. Is that correct? I believe they're sixteen and ten. Uh, I believe so. Uh, picking up votes for maybe to go as high as 23 me i don't know man i just feel like we get so high on wins for me maybe maybe four straight though four straight wins where do you think they where where do you think they ended up which by the way i I lied alabama stayed they actually moved up a spot after their loss crazy but anyways where do you think that they ended up um i'm willing to bet they didn't hit the poll correct they did not hit the ap poll yeah after I, those four, after those four straight wins, at sixteen and ten, though, I kind of agree. Me? At sixteen and ten, like don't get me, cause don't get me I, wrong. I, I I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. But I was in the top twenty-five, and they're eighteen and eight. That's fair. And Alabama is seventeen and ten. Alabama seventeen. Now the Alabama one, I'll give you the same because very coin flip esque. Um, I mean, I do I do I understand. Michigan. Yeah, but listen, they, they play they play in the Big Ten, buddy. They beat Michigan Iowa. State, Ohio State, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and Illinois back to back to back to back. And then yeah, actually it's six good it wins. was a it was a it was a close-ish game at halftime with Purdue. And then and then they uh Rutgers was coming back towards the end too. Rutgers scored 36 in the second half and, and Purdue scored 39. Well, so remember, and they got uh and that's the fifth Winder. best team in the country. On uh, against, I want to say it was Northwestern that game win them. I can't remember when that was. Yeah, um, the February first game they lost, when they lost they by lost. a point. Yeah, the uh, shot I, at the end. I like, like I said, I don't. It could go either way for me. Sixteen and ten is a little bit of a ridiculous. bump, but at the same time, you've got an argument at seventeen and ten with the Alabama team still being in the AP polls. So I that's ridiculous. I could, I could certainly see your argument. I mean, I just St. Mary's I, I, I don't, too. We know who St. Mary's is. They're gonna go up and get waxed by Gonzaga twice a year. I don't like that one. Hey, by the way, um, so that Texas would, game, yeah, that Texas ahead. game that that Tech played over the weekend um, was absolutely crazy. It was crazy. There were airball chants going on whenever Texas would shoot an airball. There's an airball chant that went on in Texas building. Isn't that crazy? It's sad, isn't man. That, it really is. Isn't not. It, isn't that that's just at, we had a large pe- taste of realism on uh Friday with that program and I feel like that is uh exactly what you got over the weekend too oh, but seven thousand there were roughly seven thousand tech fans there and and there were defense chants going on in in er, Frank Ehrman Center in Austin Texas when UT had the ball I'm telling you bro they are very much the uh Los bro, Angeles they, Rams of uh, college basketball. They, uh, you know what's crazy, bro? They put mics in the student section 
so the game so their so their voice is louder did you yeah let me let me re-say that they one put of my least mics. favorite strategies bro it's just so stupid and, if you do not have noise embrace the fact that you do not have noise bro like i it literally it drives me so sad i hate nothing more than fake noise bro it drives me absolutely bro. insane 40 listen listen they hit 88 decibels with the mics in the stadium by the way with the help of texas tech uh fans there 88 decibels. You know, you want to know what we hit in Lubbock whenever Texas came? Which, by the way, we don't have we don't have any mics in our uh, student section. Got to be 100, huh? Oh, buddy, plus 15. We had 100. It was 115 decibels. Yeah, which, I don't doubt again, that. 120 decibels is a plane taking off. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah, once you uh, hit 110, you uh, enter um, Seattle, Kansas City range. That is uh, very loud. We do not possess a lot of... Uh, ridiculously loud stadiums on this side of the water but uh once you hit 115 we we got a couple that uh do some noise i get i one of the uh i think craziest experiences you can get as a sports fan is just going to a deafening crowd because it is just Dude, absolutely insane um I'm and your ears are still ringing after a, you leave a, um shout out probably the craziest of my lifetime was the playoff game and the Alabama fans, the, the 80% of that stadium that was red. And that, that was the same way traveling fans. Like he said, talked about tech 6,000 people or 8,000 people in the UT arena. Like that is when, when you can take your show on the road, that is when you have uh, figured, fi- figured out the formula. And that is just, uh, it, like I said, it's a slap in the face of uh, who UT really is. But like I said, uh, those programs, USC, they're not ready for that conversation. Bro, well, I, USC I, might I was, be changing. I, USC might be changing. Go ahead. I, I was I was reading their uh, their message boards and uh, UT's message boards, and um, they were just they were mad. They were they were embarrassed. Yada yada yada. I'm chuckling the whole time, and they were saying this is our national championship. Whatever. Shut shut the hell up. <laughs> shut up this is not our national yeah you chance. definitely got a chance to win big 12 tournament so i don't know what they talking about but that's uh neither you're nor there. we swept I, um, y'all shut up yeah I, we well, can um, move over to the nba now they're gonna send both of their coaches on buses out of there your guy and sarkeesian just team up together to ride out of town head off into the sunset um anyway they hired with, uh, the wrong coach bro uh, bro they don't hire just idiots bro the, the highlight of steve sarkeesian's career has been taking photo shoots of his wife but that's neither here nor there um, moving us over, um, to the NBA, by the way, his wife's absolutely beautiful. That was not a shot at her. She is a 10 out of 10. I love every single one of those photo shoots, but anyway, moving on over, um, NBA action, uh, all-star weekend, um, God dang, Saturday and Friday were terrible. Um, the NBA has oh had a long, God. long, long look in the mirror because I was one of those poor individuals who wasted five hours of my life um, watching the uh, all-star event over Saturday night. In the, that was the worst slam dunk contest of all time. I know you've seen that on Twitter. Not even going to waste my time there. Um, shout out to Carl Anthony Towns. The three-point contest was actually pretty good, bro. We had 29, yeah. 29, and 28 in the final round. That was a good to watch. Uh, like they added the uh, that Mountain Dew money ball. That's pretty cool, too. Adding the yeah, I like that, too. Yeah. yeah, I um celebrity game, all that crap. I don't want to talk about um, the 75th anniversary team took way too long, yes. way too long. Hey, and real quick, if you got selected to that team and didn't deserve to be on it and then proceeded to not show up, Anthony Street closed Davis. Davis. Oh, my God. I'm hot at you, bro. 
Oh my God, you did not even deserve to be on that team and they selected you and you couldn't even grace them with your presence. I get you just got hurt. Kevin Durant, I'm not mad at. Uh, valid excuse, lost his grandmother. Prayers out to Durant family. Incredibly yeah. tragic. Anthony Street closed Davis. The only reason why you didn't show up because you were embarrassed to be on crutches. That's it. That's your only excuse. Don't tell me you can't travel hurt because the technology we have in this day and age is ridiculous. That just, oh man, that ruffled my feathers. Now, granted, had a couple of those guys who didn't turn because they had passed away. Prayers out to those guys too, legends in the game and all that. But Anthony Street closed Davis. You had absolutely no excuse not to be there. When I saw that picture of your face, pissed me that off. Uh, Carl yep. Malone, people like you, the, the guys who chose not to go over personal beef was absolutely ridiculous too. Kind of pissed me off, but neither here nor there. Let's get off of that. I don't care about the 75th too much. Um, The game, bro, please tell me you watched the All-Star game. We, uh, Talked oh, yes. about it on Friday, um, and it uh, delivered again. The fourth quarter was phenomenal, and uh, did the, the show that Steph Curry put on. Holy, oh, holy that's holy what? shit, man. Like, that's, I, that's what I was about to say. 50 oh. points, five rebounds. He had 16 oh. threes. Um, he, uh, he was hot. He got a little cold at the back end as they started at the, the back end. Stuff. Yes. At one point yeah. he was 15 for 21 in this game. Yeah. He was yeah. 15 for 20. I was literally sick watching it. Like I just could not believe what was and going listen, on. I get, I get the fact that they didn't play a ton of defense in the front half of the game. I get that, but, but, but the fact that you still made those crazy shots and you were turning around, you were turned around and run back before the ball even and, was even close to going in. I, the confidence of the guy. Listen, I, I think that the NBA All Star Game did it did wonders. Oh my gosh! It this absolute rule. Oh wonders my with gosh. this. This game there there NFL has never been the the All Star Game has never been as. Don't get me wrong. I've gone back. Uh, Y'all know I love my history. I've seen the 95, 84, some of these legendary All Star Games. They are nowhere close to as competitive of the fourth quarter of the current All Star Games because I don't know what the hell it is. Um, maybe this 100K for charity gets these guys motivated. Maybe they should put that on the line for the NBA Finals, too, because what goes on in the fourth quarter of these games, it's just crazy. And I it's absolutely crazy. love the level of intensity these guys bring, bro, because the All-Star game was a joke. Um, hey, and that, hey, and that shot uh, that, hey, that shot that LeBron hit to win the game, to hit to that 163 the mark. To win the game. I, and, like, uh, the thing I loved about this, it was competitive all the way. Um, the quarters were decided by points, man. Um, it was close at the game. The final score was decided by three points. Like it was competitive all the way. Um, I literally the um, so if you go back, I highly encourage you to probably about the a minute and twenty six part of the third quarter before Steph Curry takes the half court bomb, and that's when it starts getting out of hand. He starts throwing up some kind of crazy stuff. But when he went 15 for 21, I've seen the 37 and a quarter and I've seen game six collate. That was the greatest shooting performance of my lifetime. I know it was in an all-star game and defense wasn't at its best. I have never in my lifetime that, that no knock on what Clay Thompson did. Clay Thompson did it in the playoffs and he did it in the regular season. What Steph Curry did in that all-star game was literally ridiculous. There were a couple of them that were from 40 plus feet. Um, like Cap said, there were there were a couple where the ball was out of his hand and he was already chatting with somebody in the front row. Like it was just absolutely incredible. And like I said, um, it got out of hand at the end. He got away from that 15 to 21 stretch, but he hit 15 yeah. of his 21 threes. That's that, that's enough for a whole team. Like that is, yeah. a, that is a that's a team that he went 15 for 21 by himself. And uh, I don't really have much else um, to talk about from the game. You got anything else for the game? We're going to talk about the tampering state of the league next. Uh, I just wanted to 
to give a big shout out to uh, the the NBA with the absolute worst dunk contest I've ever seen that in my was entire terrible, man. Oh my God. life. First that off, first off, first off, the fact that John Morant didn't wasn't in that. Maybe well, he and, said no, he didn't want to. Well, yeah, he but said um, that you, he doesn't like it because of the current like climate of the dunk contest. He thinks the uh, expectations are too high, which I get, bro. Twenty sixteen really screwed us up, or twenty eighteen, whatever year Zach Levine was, really screwed us up. So I get, I get why he thinks that. I mean, yeah, I get that, but at the same time, too, I, I, I don't know. Okay, and first off, I hope to God one day. Zion gets healthy enough to where he can. Oh, <laughs> me too. Me too. And healthy, like, and, and and have a bounce too. Which, by the way, he's getting a second surgery. Um, on his no, foot. Why would you do that to me? Why would you do that? What, what did I do to your Monday? Why did you have to ruin mine? But I, I, I don't know what that was just. It's, that was so out of context of the content. No, that's not true. We were talking about Zion. That was fair. Jalen Green cannot. Bro, oh my God, bro. Basketball. God, it, listen, it's, it's one thing. <sighs> it's just frustrating. Like, this, is, this is how you know it's bad, is the dunk contest is supposed to be full of of just, like, put your phone down, watch it, because your jaw is going to drop. Bro, I had my phone in my hand doing something <laughs> else the entire – and then finally Same. I just turned it off. Same. I was like, this is ridiculous. I started, I started doing homework. Was That's how bored I was. Terrible. I was doing homework that it I didn't was. need to do. Bro, it took Cole Anthony 15 minutes to put on Thames. That was the first event of this dunk contest yes. was I sat there for 10 and, minutes and, and, and watched them MF or put on shoes, put on shoes, bro. I was so mad. After that, I knew it was going to be a bad contest and it did not fail to disappoint after that, man. It just got worse and worse as they kept dunking. Bro, one of Jalen Green's dunks literally took 10 minutes. Yeah. Like literally, He's- it literally took 10 minutes. He shot, hey, he shot like 20% or 11%. You know on that? dunks <laughs> on dunks now i get it that they're hard but after like the third time buddy let's let's fix it up let's change something else and he walked out there with an nft around his oh, neck oh man and, and he and he gave it to isaiah bro did you see it did you see his face after he after Jalen? dude missed? let me tell like, you um I absolutely hate Isaiah Thomas. That was golden. I love any moment where Isaiah Thomas made, is made to look like an idiot. And he looked like an absolute idiot in that moment. So thank you, Jalen Green, for that. I think, like, that was the one blessing you brought of the dunk contest, which you made Isaiah Thomas look like an absolute fool on national television. Uh, me, Michael Jordan, we all appreciate that. Shout out to you for that. But I absolutely agree. This was a failure <laughs> of a dunk contest. Um, the, it, the, the NBA cannot stand for that. Um, the dunk contest means too much, too much history there. You cannot, yeah. I don't know what you got to do. If you got to start offering million dollar packages or what it is, <coughs> excuse me, but you have got to figure out a way to get guys incentivized to get out there. Um, the fact, um, one of the uh, biggest knock on LeBron James's career is that he was never in a dunk contest. We have so many dunkers in the game that just flat out won't do it anymore. And you got to figure out a way to uh, smash that because back in uh, the heyday of the dunk contest, uh, the dunk contest was for royalty only. Um, yep. when in, in the nineties, the late eighties, yep. 88 oh. going on the dunk contest. If, if you were selected for the dunk contest, it was probably almost as it was, it was like putting your name down for president. It was an incredible honor. It was like a, a, uh, a blessing. It was a blessing to be selected for that event because it meant so much. Uh, everybody was tuned in Shaq standing on the sideline with the camera for Vince Carter. That's what the dunk contest is. And, um, instead we're watching, gold chain cell phones and Tim's and, and, and 55 minute dunks. And which I, I like the Tim's. I like the, uh, the idea was there. Yes. Put the shoes yeah, on faster. I liked it. Put the shoes yeah. on. Like the idea yes, was great, bro. but 
The yes. idea was dead by the time he actually dunked because it took 25 yes, minutes, bro. But uh, I agree. Um, real quick, biggest story from All Star Weekend um, that found a way to go kind of under the radar because it came out during All Star Weekend. Um, Adam Silva, he took another just questionable stance right here, and I'm ready at the point to smash the rule because you know how big I am on free agents, and I love nothing more than trading during the season. Unfortunately, yeah. tampering is out of hand. Um, between the situation we had with Anthony Davis a couple seasons ago when he went to L.A., and I think this is now twice with James Harden. And I didn't have as much pushback on this at first, and I went back and actually listened to a take that you had, and you made a really good point about the fact that James Harden got exactly what he wanted both times and proceeded to ask yeah. out both times. And I feel like the the, the reason why – contracts don't mean anything anymore in the NBA is because the level that tampering is at. I mean, you can literally do whatever you want to at any point of the, if LeBron James came out today and demanded for a release, I bet you by the end of the week, he was released. And that's crazy. That's the biggest name in the game. Like yeah. what the hell is going on? And I feel, and so the commissioner stands on the, so he gave his official announcement at the NBA all-star. I believe it was either um, Saturday morning or Friday morning, one of the two days. It was a long time ago now. And he said that um, basically he wasn't going to find or pursued any uh, tampering fines because both teams got what they wanted out of this trade. That was the official. But that response. doesn't mean anything, though. That do <laughs> I, I, I do not think Kath can be any more clear on that take. That means literally nothing. That'd yeah, be like what saying, does that mean? So, so Kath comes and robs me, right? And he takes $1,000 from me and he makes $1,000. But then I get paid from the insurance company $1,000. So who cares, right? Like, I mean, we, I got my $1,000, Kath got his, uh, everybody wins, no big problem there. Why have the rule? Why right. have the rule? If you are not going to care about the rule, about, bro, I would love nothing more than for NBA players to hop on Twitter and tweet out, hey, hey, Jonathan Kath, you trying to come link up with me on the Dallas Mavericks? And on a Wednesday in the middle of the regular season, that would be high value, incredible entertainment. But unfortunately, you don't let that happen because we have tampering rules in state. And instead, we let – and now I'm, I'm going to show you how unbiased I am. We let Luka Doncic run around the entire All-Star break recruiting Luka Jokic for three days. He spent yep. the entire break doing nothing more than recruiting Nikola Jokic. If that's – and now I should love that one, but unfortunately we're crossing a little bit of my, uh, my golden circle here as we start trying to tear apart the Nuggets. How in the name of God's sake is that allowed? The only reason why those conversations aren't mainstream right now is because they aren't in English. Draymond Green in the <laughs> middle of the All-Star game on TBS said, I'm listening to Luca and Nikola talk about teaming up, man. Luca was making fun of my boots and he had to ask Nikola how to say it in English. If those conversations are in English, they go mainstream on Twitter. And it's yep. just supposed to be completely okay because it's in a language we don't understand. That's tampering. Why have the rule if you're not going to enforce the fact that James Harden can just wake up on a Wednesday and go tell his agent, hey, leak something about me running out of Brooklyn. I'm tired of being here. And then within literally two weeks, he was traded. Within literally two weeks, he was traded. I just, I, I don't I, even know what to see. Go my, ahead, go my, ahead. Let me get thing, you to My thing about it, my thing about it is, is is really what you said is why have the rule going to allow it to happen yeah, and, right. and let's let's not play dumb here okay let's not play dumb adam silver knows exactly uh right <laughs> i mean he knows he knows everybody but knows the, but, but i guarantee you though if 
James Harden's name wasn't in it. And if he wasn't going, coming from Kevin Durant and going with Joel Embiid, I guarantee you if it was an, a C-plus average player, uh, tampering would be all over the place. Now, granted, right. tampering doesn't happen with those kind of players. But it, seriously, he knew what happened. So you're right. Why have the rule if we're going to sit here and let it happen? Because, because what? Because they got what they wanted? And well, tell that me doesn't, it wouldn't be high-level entertainment does, if we destroyed the rule. Like, oh, that would be, be pretty absolutely yeah, high-level right? entertainment. Like, why not just go absolutely. all the way there? And, it, and this isn't the first time that tampering has happened either. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. Uh, LeBron James, uh, his first yeah, two LeBron. titles are built on the back of tampering. Uh, they literally spent four years tampering, and David Stern did not a damn thing about it. LeBron, okay, now I'm about to get hot again. LeBron James literally came out and admitted they drew this plan up in 2006. When he re-signed, yep. he admitted they drew the plan up four years later. In 2008, they reconvened to make sure they were all still on the same page. That's the definition of tampering. That's like the biggest and tampering clause of all time. I want, I want to throw this time. out there. Let me hear uh, I want to throw this out there. I, I, I can speak for myself, and, and Calvin, you probably agree with this too. It's not that I don't like tampering. Right, just don't right. just don't have the rule then. I mean, like if you're going to allow it to happen, hypocrisy. which that's fine. That's hypocrisy. fine, by the way. That's that's fine, by the way. And and to be honest with you, nothing would change whether you kept the rule or got rid of the rule because you don't do anything with it. So <laughs> go it, go ahead and throw it away. You, and it, it, it what it's like, it's like um, it's like the NIL deals with uh with college right athlete, athletics right. now. And we we knew that the shit was going on behind doors. We it just could never go public. Bro, all and now you we're, now white moms now out there going. that think Reggie Bush cared. Reggie Bush sitting at home and was just collecting his money, buying his mom that house. He didn't give a damn about that Heisman, right. and he cares about that Heisman now. But not at the time he was making two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in autograph. He was rolling. NCAA in NCAA is different because NCAA only you know, cares got, sometimes whenever so they many problems. Whenever they yeah. paid the athletes, and then sometimes they didn't care whenever they paid the athletes, just depending on what. Who who you were uh-huh. and Chris Webber, yeah yeah Bill Self, um, <laughs> Ed 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 Ergeron, Ed, Ed Ergeron, um, uh, yeah that's right. Y'all want to talk about the greatest college football team of all time, but don't want to talk about how we built it. But that's neither you nor there. Which, by the way, that's another thing too, because Ed Ergeron was over there at, at USC trying to get Adrian Peterson, and I saw the story come out, and this is crazy. So they. Ed Ergeron was on a visit with Adrian Peterson, and, and it was like a home visit. And Adrian Peterson drove him uh, 35 miles away because Adrian wanted to go scout somebody for a basketball game that he had the next week, right? And so they stopped at a gas station, and Ed Ergeron couldn't pay for his cookie that he bought there, a $2.75 cookie. <laughs> but what he could do, and this was, and, and this was, and this was Adrian Peterson's uh, thing, was that his dad, if he went to Oklahoma, then his dad could watch him in prison. Yeah. But if he went to USC, then his dad couldn't watch him in prison. And so they actually tried to get Adrian Peterson's father to go from prison to switch prisons to, to go to a Southern California prison so he could watch his son. So I don't think they could I do that. that the they could pull strings. Highest level of corporate elite right there. I remember oh, that that's story. Ins- I hadn't thought that's, about that that's in years insane. ago. That's in insane. Years. That well, is, the fact I, that you can move. 
you can move somebody. And they got damn close. The paperwork got approved in California. The paperwork got approved. Now, granted, Oklahoma said no, but those wokesters out in California said yes. They got close. That's the craziest part. Crazy. That's that's what I'm gonna say. That's that's crazy. And the fact that you can't do two (laughs) seventy five buy them a two seventy two dollar seventy five cent. Fill the tank. Anyways, gas right. Exactly. Anyways, that's besides the point. Back to tampering. It's 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 not that I don't like tampering. To be honest, with you, I do I I do like it. I think it's fun to watch other people yeah, right. go on there and I love some and team. love them. Love because I them. because I like recruiting in general. Yeah, right. I love recruiting. Right. I like it in high school, college, and the NFL or or the NBA or the MLB. I like the recruiting <laughs> aspect of it. It's fun. It's very entertaining. But they I, just uh, take the rule away. Like, what are we doing? And, and and again, everybody knows it happens. But I think, and I think this is kind of a message that can be sent uh, unilaterally up the board, though, because I think this goes all the way down to school choice in high school, going all the way up to uh, tampering needs to be dissolved in the NBA. Because think about it, uh, we know it goes on every single level. Like you just said, I was a great point. I didn't even think about it until you said that. But this goes on, even going back to the high school level. I mean, you remember right. coaches giving you offers to play at different high schools in high school. And mm-hmm. at the time, as a kiddo, you think uh, you just kind of laugh it off. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, right, Dallas Christian, uh, Rowlett High School. Uh, you're a public school, me. too. Yeah, shout out. Yeah. We'll put you on blast right there. But anyway, <laughs> as, a, as a high schooler, you just kind of chuckle it off. But at the end of the day, that's illegal. And you, right. y- y- your parents highlight it for you. They're like, hey, yo, Calvin, I don't know if you want to go to jail for switching high school. I mean, you don't even go to high school. And I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty damn good point, Pops. Appreciate you there. And so when the fact that we're still arguing about this, I think that's a great point unilaterally, man. It's just uh, college. I feel like in now, granted, you might have some problems with the transfer portal, but I don't think the transfer portal is a result of NIL. And so I. No, transfer portal is I, not a result of. No, I the transfer think, portal is a result of whenever they change the rule. Of being able to to switch yeah, you, uh, or gave them the a year. mile. I think the first, I think the first time transfer rule you could play the next year. Right. That, that's when <laughs> that's when it that's when it blew up, and everybody wants to say it's nil's fault. It's not Dude. nil's fault. It's Dude. it's the NCAA's fault. Fib, I mean, like, you right now in college football, and I want people to realize this because this is what people don't realize with the transfer rules. So, um, if I transfer before, what's the week? I think it's week five, right, or is it week seven? It's something like that. It's the mid-season point. If I transfer before the mid-season point, I can still suit up in the same season. In the same season. That is crazy. That's basically like getting traded in the middle of the year. And now, granted. You know what's even crazier? Go ahead. Check this out. I got a little – this is a little side story here. Uh, Jalen Tyson, he he committed to Texas, right, Uh, for basketball. And he goes and plays with Coach Beard. He plays seven games or eight games. Yeah, yeah, he plays eight games. And on his seventh game – and on the sixth and seventh game, uh, he had already told Beard that he was leaving and he was going to go to Texas Tech. Beard played him on that eighth game, so he couldn't go to Texas Tech and play. If Jalen would have played, mean? if Jalen would have only played seven, if, if he would have only played seven games, and this is coming straight out of Jalen Tyson's mouth, by the way. I had a, I had a conversation with him. Uh, this comes straight from his mouth. If he wouldn't have played that eighth game, if he would, if Beard wouldn't have put him in, uh, he could have came over to Texas Tech whenever he did and started and suit up and played. But hey, but let wow. me tell you something. Jalen that Tyson should be, that should be more of a public story. That's that's actually Jalen Tyson, incredibly Jalen disgusting. Jalen Tyson even here's the thing. He knew that he would have to sit out a year and still wanted to leave that program to come over here. I that's besides I, I the point. think no, I don't think I actually think that should be the point. We're gonna make this our final take before we get out of here because th- that story kind of rubs me the wrong way. Uh the fact that um this is the same thing I talked about last episode when I went ballistic on UT, the fact that their safety turns for the Sam Houston State. Damn, I should have gone home and mapped that name. I still don't have that name in front of me. And 
That is the state of this program. I think Steve Sarkeesian is having the same demons in the pro in the closet that Chris Beard is having. He's got bro. He and now you had this conversation. I granted you didn't ask this direct question. He lied to those recruits. There's no way around that. And we know that now it is crystal clear as we see more and more of them come out unhappy. The guys that he took away from your program, he lied to. He flat out lied to. And some of the kids he got to transfer into UT, he flat out lied to. He told them he sold them false hope, false expectations. He told them they they were something more than they weren't. And because we knew it, we knew they weren't the fifth ranked team at the start of the country. Kevin, let's go back to what was it? The first week of college basketball when they played yep. Gonzaga. I think I took Gonzaga by like 42. And then I think you took them by like 48. Like we knew we knew who they were. And he lied to those kids. And that's the problem in college sports. It's the it's the Rick Patino stuff. It's the Chris Beard. That's the problem in college sports, not paying kids to play. It's lying to kids. It's And then on top of that, by the way, they have another person who also stepped away from the team. Um, no, nah, I can't I remember. Mean? He's a he, he's a big man, which, by the way, they're missing him a ton because they, they got out-rebounded by us and how hustled by us, and he's he's their biggest hustler. So uh, that 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 is – I do agree with you. It is it is the fact there that – Now, never, now, I, not I, once, I, will Nick Saban ever tell a kid he is something that he's not. Nick Saban will tell you, listen, you need to transfer. Your, your best chance of success was somewhere outside of the Alabama program. And, and Nick Saban will tell you, if you are not Alabama football quality, he won't even come to your door. He won't waste right. your time. He never right. lies to you. He tells you exactly – he says, listen, you're going to sit on the bench for two seasons. Uh, and, that's maybe that and that's expected too. Yeah. Exactly. You know he like, never lies to these kids. He doesn't. And the be, and I think the national championship is a great example. Right after that football game, what is the first thing he said about Willie Anderson and, and uh, Bryce Young? These kids will be right back on this stage. I promise you, this game does not define these kiddos. And that is who your head coach should be. Not yep. playing you in the eighth game so you can't have a season. Because think oh, about yeah. it. Now, granted, I don't know this kid as well as Calf does. This kid could be a draft kid. This could not be a draft kid. That's detrimental to your future at the end of the day. You're talking that about Jalen Tyson? Yeah, that is detrimental. Uh, that is that is damning. Like, you – a whole year, a whole year where he has to now watch. No film. No only thing he gets is practice around a team. And I don't even know if he gets that because I don't know what eighth game rules come into transfer play. Is he allowed to even be around the team after he transfers? Yeah, yeah, he can he, – he Okay, so you, you get, you but get practice. Great, but, but that's how oh. bad it was, was he would rather sit – he would he, – that's how bad right? it was, and that's how quick he wanted to get out of it. I'm telling you, and, and, and again, this is coming straight from his mouth, and he's very open and honest about this because there was a ton of cameras around him whenever he was talking about this. It was the day that we were camping out, and they came out, and they were they were introducing themselves to everybody. Everybody got pictures yeah. with them, yada, yada, yada. He was open and honest about everything. Chris Beard has no control in that locker room. Chris Beard, people don't respect him. They don't trust him. Uh, <laughs> they, they don't trust what he says, and he says he, – they, no he just says – the same thing over and over again and nothing happens and if you go and look at his press conferences he says the same thing over and over yeah and over. i agree i agree that's a damn good take and y'all know how much i love what you say behind the microphone uh one of the reasons why i'm so high on sean mcbay is because sean mcbay knows nick saban i just laid it out for you knows yes. exactly what to say behind the microphone if you're going up there um penny hardaway is a prime example jawan howard's another great example you can't absolutely idiots. You cannot spit garbage behind the microphone. I know you hate the media. Listen, I hate the media too, bro. No one cracked down on a good CNN joke like Cal. I promise. At the end of the day, <laughs> you got to at least be respectful of yourself yep. 
and your players. You do not have to respect the people asking the questions. I think LeBron James made that very clear a couple seasons ago. You do not have to respect the people asking the questions, but you must respect yourself and the people you represent. And by going up there and splitting complete blasphemy behind that microphone, you trash not only yourself. Hey. What Penny Hardaway has done for his self-image, bro, I don't know about you, but I don't even respect him anymore. Uh, no, I don't either. I, exactly. I, I don't either. That was that was the most backhanded response he could have given. Oh, it's not my fault. Yeah, uh, like okay. I'm saying, no, no. And you're the head, you're the head coach of the team. I mean, that's like, oh, man. that's like, that's like Kyler Murray, you know, being upset, or that's like a quarterback being upset after a loss and say, well, it's not my fault. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, that's your <laughs> position. If but you touch the ball every you time, you don't I like mean, the pressure. If you, you gave don't me like, your... <laughs> even listen, listen. Even if even if Kyler Murray would go out there, or any other quarterback would go out there and throw for 450 yards and five touchdowns, and they still lose a game, and it's absolutely 100 percent on the defense. You cannot say, well, it's not my fault. Because I, that's Tom Brady the position lost to that Nick Foles in. and he ate it. Nick Foles gave hey, Tom Brady 500 yards and he ate it on the chin. It's which, tough by the way, man, it's you want tough. to talk about you want to talk about lying behind the mic. Chris Beard before the game on Saturday uh, came on and, and, and did his did his regular uh, uh, press conference or whatever, and he said specifically, "No student will be turned away if they have the big ticket, which is basically their uh, athletic pass." Yeah. No student will be turned away if they have the big ticket. There were hundreds of UT fans that got kicked out of the game. Wow. Because holy there wasn't seats because there because there wasn't seats for them. Oh man. You know why? Uh, let's talk about this is a great one. Let's circle back to our conversation on Friday about giving tickets away. I mean, like this is this is tracked back every single time. Uh av- athletic director down, man. It's just Chris Del Conte. Liars on top of liars because you know when Christelle when he said uh what was that garbage about um the the they were they were sold out on like Thursday night or Friday yeah morning. they weren't sold and you know they what they weren't even remote and then when they no, got they to weren't st- sold out they weren't sold out you know why they man it was it, it was after after halftime there were videos going around uh on Twitter saying this is a sold out game question mark no <laughs> the, the the entire the entire upper deck was either a tech fans or UT students, but there were hundreds, if not thousands of seats still left open up top. Now, granted, the entire bottom bowl was was sold out. Okay, congratulations. But that's not what you said. You said we sold <laughs> we out the game. Texas State every now and, and then. I don't think we could uh, flex on that one. And you didn't sell out the crowd. <laughs> Chris Beard said that no student would be turned away. And the minute that they were sitting in a Texas Tech fan's seat, they got kicked out of the game, not put somewhere else. No, <laughs> kicked out of the game. Hundreds kicked out of the game. I'm telling you. That is I'm telling you. Hilarious. The oh, message I... boards. I'm telling you, the message boards are crazy. I sit back and I read them just because I like to see what the UT fans are saying. Which okay, whatever. Um, but they they were mad as all get out with Chris Del Conte, the ticketing office, and Chris Beard for sitting there saying that it was one thing and it actually wasn't that. Come on. I, that's a bad look for your program. That's a bad look for your organization that you've got running this athletic, the entire athletic program. That's a bad look, Chris Del Conte. He's better than that. Up well, he's down, not, I don't know if he's better uh, than that. But, I was about to say, let's, let's not go too hard there. But it doesn't take a smart enough. person to sit there and be like, well, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, that's the lesson. That's that's the one thing I want to take away from this episode. I want everybody out there, if you, if you stayed around, because we've gone, gone God knows how long the timer's been thrown away. Uh, it... <laughs> People are so willing and they they not even so willing. People believe they truly believe because this is what 
uh, athletic director, Chris Beard, uh, Penny Hardaway. This is what those people believe. They believe you are flat out stupid enough to believe this. They are not. They don't think they're lying. They don't think they're doing anything wrong. They think you are stupid enough to believe this. Chris Beard says what he said at the beginning of the press conference before the game, because he knew he was well aware that those kids were going to get kicked out. That was not a secret to him. He was well aware of that. They knew in the situation they were with tickets well before tip off. And they were well aware that they, they were well aware that they were not going to get the student turnout that they thought that they would. They knew exactly. not exactly. the student turnout that they were that they were hoping to get. They knew that they weren't getting that. Exactly. And they were just they were believe they thought that me and Kath were going to be stupid enough to just completely miss this, not understand oh, it and come back here and, and tell you all some lies. Well, we had a great game over the weekend down there at Austin, Texas, as the UT. Oh, no, they found a way to lose. So I guess it wasn't a great weekend. But like, that's what they want. They want us to come on here and just lie to you about their lies. And I'm, and listen, I'm it was, not willing to do that. It was so and, and, and I'm going to wrap this up here. It was so evident on tv it's one thing to hear defensive chants and airball chants and and for the crowd to go crazy after a texas tech bucket in the stadium it's one thing to hear that in the stadium it's another thing when you're watching it on abc and you can hear it from your tv it was loud and clear the defense chance it was loud and clear the airball chant it was loud and clear stupid their goal is that you are just stupid enough to not understand that what a bad what a bad look what what that is such a bad it was such a bad look and it Tech fans were outnumbered probably two to one, probably, give or take. There's probably 14,000, 15,000 uh, fans in there, and we probably had six, seven of them, six, 7,000 of them. So they were double the amount of UT fans. And I'm telling you right now, the fact that, that, let, that they let that happen, that is a bad, bad look, <laughs> it's, man. It's I'm sorry. Man. It really is. That's and like, in Like you said, hey, though, that's on TV, bro. That's like they, they just expect us to be stupid enough not to understand that Okay, these are clearly not UT fans yelling airball when UT throws up airballs, man. Like, oh, and, and by the way, side note here, last thing that I'm going to say on this, T- Texas fans say, "Well, we've got class." And Chris Beard, even in, in his in his press conference after the game, he was have- saying that, <laughs> that they have class and basically taking a shot at us, saying that we don't have class. Okay, side note. Okay, okay, Chrissy, Christopher, shut up. You don't. Here's why I know you don't. They put it on TV twice of two fans flipping off tech fans and flipping off uh, uh, tech players. Then you have Benson. Shout out to Avery Benson. Check this. You want to hear this little story right here? Avery Benson follows Chris Beard to everywhere he goes. He was out here, actually. He was a tech student. He was a basketball player. Didn't play much. Goes out and, and goes Oh, I with, know exactly uh, who you're talking about. Goes with, with that ugly goes ass with, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes out to Austin, okay? After the game is done. Our fans are giving him hell, which you sh- they should. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry. You transferred to Texas with Chris Beard. Okay. And he turns around and says, suck my blank Yo! dick. Hey, and check, Yo! Out, and check this out. So it got posted on Twitter, right? The video oh! in, in three hours. In three hours, the video had 65,000 views. Oh! And one of our kids called him out for it. Let me hear it. Let me and, hear it. Let me and hear it. said that he cheated on his fiance. Oh! Oh, hey, give me, another one. give me another one. Give me another one. And then, and then, guess what he does? He deletes his Twitter. I can't oh! make this up. He deletes his Twitter. Oh! Twitter's deleted. Listen, oh! you can't, you can't go and find his Twitter. It, oh, it's deleted. MIA. He is missing in action. The man is nowhere to be found. Oh, oh. my gosh. Hey, uh, my loser of the weekend. Uh, what's the kid's name? Say his name before me. Avery Benson. 
Um, Miss Benson is going to be my loser of the weekend. Um, she <laughs> just found out that her uh, husband was a FTS for my older listeners. That is for the street. She uh, is absolutely devastated prayers. Um, real quick. If you want a dinner date, Austin's nice. I have no problem taking you out. Um, nine set. No, I'm, just kidding. I'm not going to do that. She's right a here very, she's a, not she's a very, me. she's a very attractive woman. Uh, I cannot believe a, that. Bro. Good girl. You, um, I'm, I let me tell you, I can't, I can't make hey, this up. I, I am not a believer in karma, but damn, man, golly, that was an uh, that snowball effect at its finest right there. I tell you, man, he he did he 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 did that, and then the girl responded, but then the, but then the tweet got deleted. So he couldn't see the thread because he deleted. He responded. Twitter. He responded. She oh responded. Oh my god. She was she responded with something. So I, I I'm assuming oh there's it, I just think it's gosh, funny though that he man. got he got called out and then and then he got he was recorded on video <laughs> saying SMD to to a, a tech fan. And 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 they said they have class. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, and you know what's even crazier? Is Texas fans are out there defending him saying well, yeah, he came no, from tech, so that's no. no he came from uh, yeah. tech, and that's listen, what they do down listen. there. Hey, he learned all that at Texas Tech. The only thing he learned in Austin was how to lose. That was the well, only listen, thing we taught he, him. Shut and you, the hell up, man. And you know what's crazy is is he? I think he deleted his account after people were saying, "Well, yeah, me and Avery Benson put up the same stat line. I just watched the game from the TV instead of the court." <laughs> which zero minutes. Yeah, I got one question. Zero points. Very serious question because I think. Uh, this will put this whole argument in a perspective in one simple question. Yep. Did Chris Beard conduct himself in this fashion when he was at employed by the University of Texas Tech? Um, Did he conduct himself in this fashion when he was employed at the University of Texas Tech? Well, he never had to because he already had he because he had fan support. So he didn't have to make false promises. He didn't have to uh, come back and say, well, you shouldn't we shouldn't have done this and Yada, yada, yada. He didn't have to because he had the fan support. He could have really done whatever he wanted to do. And I guarantee you that stake named after him and the free, all that stuff would still be there today. Mm-hmm. And I, I think mean, um, people like um, Mr. Uh, losing his fiance and Twitter account over the weekend uh, would still have their fiance and Twitter account from over the weekend because they would not be, be behaving 100%. themselves like wild 100%. savages on the sideline asking people to throwing slurs into the stands, man. I mean, this is yeah, it's, it's it, yeah it's it's one thing to listen, say shut the f up that's one thing but smd there are there are there are two people on woo. this planet who are allowed to say anything they want to anybody in the stands and their name are ron artest and dennis rodman if you are not one of those two people you cannot say whatever you want to whenever you want to and unfortunately that's Especially just the world since we live you in. didn't take your shooting shirt off he recorded <laughs> zero <laughs> minutes like you can't talk trash okay now that's even trash you don't play he said he didn't even take his shooting shirt off. The no, man no, no. never you know left layup lines, man. If, if you listen, if you look at the video, he still has his shooting shirt on oh, in the man. video. I don't even know what number he is, oh. man. His fiance doesn't even get to see his number one last time because he's oh. wearing what ugly shootings are doing. They're probably wearing like a horns down shooting shirt themselves because they've lost all optimism in that locker room. If we're being honest, oh, Lee, I really man. do. Was... I really think the, if you look at Chris Beard's behavior from the last year at tech, even going back to the uh, national championship run, he, uh, I, I saw him as a high-class, respectable individual. That's how I picture Chris Beard. Now I see him as a serial liar who can't get the narrative right. And I feel like when narrative – the narrative is never bad. I feel like this is a really golden rule to remember. The narrative is never bad unless the narrative changes your principal thought of who someone is. 
if, yep. if the narrative changes, who and I feel like that applies for every sport, you can take that for politics, take it to cooking class. Hell, if you have a story that changes the pre-existing narrative of who you are, it is detrimental to your character. And that is Chris Beard. Every single one of these narratives changes who we think Chris Beard is as a person. Because like I said, I, I had... Even if you go back to the beginning of this show, before the season started, I at least saw him as respectable. I at least had respect for him as an individual. I didn't like the move. It was low class. I get that it was his alma mater and all that, but I at least respect him as an individual. I don't, I, I, I don't even do that now. The continuous lying to the fan base is ridiculous. The fact that he's now lying to his own fans, like that pre-conference or that, uh, that uh, pre-game presser, that lie wasn't to Texas Tech fans. That was a lie to UT fans. Yeah. And that's yeah. just right, come that's on just incredible. And we already knew. We already knew that it was that it was BS anyways. All right, we can we can get out of here now. We we've ranted this entire episode today, bro. You need to name it like oh. I don't know because we it has been a hot one. Um, like I said, yes. uh, my loser of the weekend, uh, Mr. Bennett's fiance, um, Kat's loser of the weekend. It sounds like everyone that lives in Austin, man, um, going uh, all everybody way. that lives in Austin who decides to go to their local Walmart and buy a UT shirt. <laughs> who, who claim that they are Texas fans, but uh, yeah, don't have a degree, don't have a degree from the University of Texas uh, and, and simply just live in Texas. And they, they are Cowboys <laughs> fans and UT fans. Uh, that's their that's their fan base. They have more they have more fans that care about their sports <laughs> that didn't attend their university than they do that actually attend slash attended their university um i'm just gonna so. say uh my final take is gonna be the aquarium on sixth street is hotter than the ut basketball team right now and that is neither here nor there <laughs> but uh, i uh, don't don't want to be too pretty personal. sure you, pretty sure you can go to your local <laughs> ymca and find somebody that plays better basketball than Avery Benson. i mean i guess i mean it's 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 bad i mean hey, I, the, I, fa- the, fa- hey, the fact I that there's, the fact that there's... in the celebrity game he's better than stenson bennett without a doubt but i don't no doubt hey bro. the I, fact I, that the the fact that Avery Benson is still getting paid by a college to play basketball <laughs> and and the fact that we have seen in college basketball this year managers, guys who clean towels and stuff, get more minutes in a game than him? Oh. Oh. And Chris Paul with uh, a broken Avery finger Benson played more to- minutes in the All-Star game than Avery Benson played. He just needs, bro. It, I'm telling you, MGK looked better than Avery Benson, and MGK couldn't make an effing layup. <laughs> Good lord, bro. Jack Arlow and his middle finger in the middle of NBA's TNT broadcast looked. Like, man, it's just Kev, embarrassing. I'm telling bro. you, Kevin Hart plays better basketball than he does. Oh man, and, and Kevin Hart is two feet shorter. He's the guy yelling slurs into the stand. He's the guy yelling slurs. Like I it'd just learned. One, I want you to remember. It'd be he's one thing the guy. If, It'd be one thing if the guy that dropped 20 on their head said something. Yeah, right. I would like, understand that a little bit more than a guy that has probably <laughs> clocked in 20 minutes of playing time all season. Bro, bro, he don't even check Mike's box of burning cardio, bro. He ain't even burning cardio. Like, I, I, I no, guess he's just, he he's sits. Just... His back has to hurt, right? Like, his, his and his rear end. Has uh, to I was, hurt I was thinking, I was thinking about those knees too, man. Like, golly, that is uncomfortable. With all of that. Being said, man, this has been one of Woo. the most electric episodes we've given. Yes. This was hot from open to close, going all the way back to Jawan Howard in the first minute. This has just been a hot one. So y'all do me a favor. Do all that fun stuff we always talk about on Twitter. Check us out. Guys, I am so 
every single one of y'all that is listening, I'm so proud of you guys, man. Numbers last week were absolutely phenomenal. Crazy. One of the best weeks we've seen in a long time, man. I am yeah. so proud of you guys. Please, let's do it again this week. It would make me absolutely thrilled. With all that being said, we appreciate you guys checking us out right here at Inside the Lunch Table.